0: What am I what am I missing on quantizing Because <laughs> 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 I don't think I get it I thought I thought quantizing moved everything in in order to like the click mm-hmm. but it doesn't That's the seem- idea. It doesn't seem to do that for me. Well, it depends on your quantization
1: <laughs> settings, but you understand it's just moving it to the closest beat. But if you were set it, the resolution could be sixteenth note, eighth note, etc. So Maybe you, that's you what it is. You might be kind of sloppy, and your your sixteenth notes are so early that they go on the previous one. You know, if, yeah. where if you had the grid on quarter notes, it has to move them. But it depends on how. What resolution you want and how sloppy you are, but it can start moving them to the wrong place if you're that early. Basically. I also don't like the word quantize. That no, nobody likes like,
2: it.
0: That seems too much. Is Nobody's it like Is it. it some quantitative? Is some kind of correct quant?
1: Correct. And quant is something, isn't it? In the right. word quant? nobody isn't it likes something? it. So it, this quantitative, a quantitative analysis, putting things into quantifiable numbers, this nerd. A spreadsheet. Yeah,
3: it's everything. It it's all exactly that. Like- that
2: explains why I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I of, love that word.
3: Yeah, yeah. speaking of quant, here. Ner- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> we no. got in
0: big trouble for calling somebody on the BC club called somebody <laughs> a quant <laughs> <laughs> years ago. <laughs> they weren't even from this country. My God, we got in big trouble for that. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> quantitized everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's it's seen in music, like, uh it's used, like, pejorative, like, all quantized and stuff, but, I mean, like, any drum machine, the, what comes out of it is quantized, you know, it's just exactly yeah. perfect, so, but it, it's not seen as awesome to, to click it, take the feel out of it and put it off, put everything down on the grid, man, so, you know, like, it right. has a negative connotation, generally. Uh, well, I got into
0: a big fight tonight, uh, with Jess, um... Where we even did the, like, pinching each other, you know? A pinch fight. Y'all do that, you know, like where you kind of man, you just, you you pinch, and they pinch you back harder or whatever, you just... Yeah, we hit, but, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you hit (laughs) face punches, right? Yeah, same Uh, thing, though, you know. Well, I said that the term weekend warrior meant on the weekends, you party hard. You drink and you party hard. And I tried to get her to bet me that that was the case, but she said no, and then she she said that it was somebody that uh, does a lot around the house or or does uh, like projects and stuff and, and works hard on mm-hmm. the weekend. And the internet seems to agree with her. Am I wrong uh, about that? I thought yeah. weekend warrior. are uh, I thought everybody always said come in. You come in Monday with the hangover and everybody calls you the weekend warrior.
3: Is I've always not- viewed weekend warrior as like a band that only tours weekends because they have yeah. they work at Best Buy or something.
1: I, I think I'm it. I it. think it has many possible usages, so it's probably not a wrong on that one. She seems to think so. Well, <laughs> she's she's probably can claim vict. I don't know. I would. I'm with you. I think it's the other one. I think it's get drunk on the weekends. <laughs> really? <laughs> Go to that's the lake I, or whatever.
3: I, I don't know. That's I, what I've always. Thought. I think you I work hard during the week, but. I've always heard of it. It's like you are yeah pursuing some sort of. Side hustle, K- side hustle on the weekend. That's, that's it was nonsense. Ki- it's kind of a, per- but it was kind of a pejorative in a way, like, like what are you up to? What's your, be- oh, we're just kind of weekend warriors right now. You know, we all got jobs, so we just go out and gig, yeah. or whatever. But
1: that's a, yeah. a, a, a okay usage as a weekend warrior. But it seems like it's for having fun. Like you work a regular job during the week in both usages, correct? And then on the weekend, you do what your passion is, whether it be. Partying at the club, or getting your band off the ground, or doing projects around the house. May we settle yeah. it by that? Can we all yeah. agree? Can Toby well, save his marriage and, no, <laughs> and not lose a pinch fight on purpose? I lost that battle long ago, man.
3: <laughs> well, then what about the lyric "Everybody's working for the weekend"? So it's every not but to everybody's party, working for the right? S- to party, to or do to whatever go, they want to, go to go do. Work. Toby.
1: Some people don't like to party, but they're warriors nonetheless. I thought you. D- I thought you forced yourself
0: <laughs> not to drink. Until maybe Thursday night, and then you went hard for four days, right? <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like you, you, you had you held on strong for three days and didn't drink, like me. <laughs> you, okay, and then, okay. And then, okay. And then you that go hard, to make right? Sense. Yeah, you right. It, it, yeah, it just those means three days are tough as shit. And it, the you're, you're the warrior. Three days. <laughs> you're the warrior because you were the warrior. You know, you, you, now you can do
1: anything because you can yeah. just hard heat if you get Toby's- through the hard three-day work week then you the rest is yeah. all your time where you're a warrior i mean thursday 11
0: a.m if you i mean what else are you supposed to do
3: <laughs> well toby you sound like you're you're in your mid-40s or you're still in that college like you know thursday night forty oh, yeah. night at college yeah.
0: yes that's and exactly you, right we you, go to you scandals started
3: thursday yeah
0: I mean, Thursday night was the night you go. uh, Now, you know what really sucked about going to Winthrop, too, though, was that everybody just left on the weekend. So Thursday night was the only party night. Everything else was just ridiculous. I mean, there was nothing to do on Friday night in Rock Hill, South Carolina. It was miserable. Everybody just left. And I don't even know why. Why every weekend? Don't you think? I mean, this is your whole college. And you're not partying during the week. Why was Winthrop like that? Isn't that the stupidest college experience you could have to go home?
3: That's how our, mine was. It, well, we, mine, where I went, Arkadelphia, Arkansas, two colleges there, but it was just a shitty small college town. There wasn't anything to do. And you didn't care about the football. Like Baton Rouge, everybody stayed around in Baton Rouge when I yeah. lived there. At Clemson,
1: like the everybody week, stayed around. Yeah,
3: the weekends were lit. Yeah, but the weekends were great. Yeah. Not, a, not small college, I don't think. I think people just leave.
1: But I went to Clemson and Winthrop, and at Clemson it was one way, and at Winthrop it was another way. And in many ways, those two schools were different. That's <laughs> just quite different schools. And it's cool, too, because Clemson was originally a military, you know, A&M school, all male. And Winthrop was formerly an all-female school. Hell yeah. You know, and so <laughs> the, it's like completely that. So we the, got know. there. Yeah. But then so when we went there, it was like nine to one. You know, it's yeah. like that was the thing. If you go to Winthrop, it's like nine to one women to men kind of. A yeah. Thing.
0: Wow, it so, was un- oh yeah, It oh, yeah. was real.
1: Well, we didn't, we didn't do so great.
0: But <laughs> it, you don't know how you don't know how hard it was to hold on to my partial virginity.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You don't
0: know every <laughs> every yeah,
1: Thursday night. Odds.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Reba, what was full sale? like? Reba, full sale was so bad. Reba went back to Iowa every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> <was so> <laughs> From what Orlando? From Florida. <laughs> well, you or, had Orlando. So yeah, Orlando, Orlando I mean, there's, the best. Pl- I mean, yeah. the-
2: Oh, dude. Yeah. There's nothing Orlando better than Orlando. Party. Party all the time.
1: If you've seen Orange Avenue on a Saturday night and oh you don't God, think those people should be called warriors, then you've lost <laughs> your <know>. mind. <laughs> because those are soldiers and warriors and they do real battle and things. That is a serious was, weekend place.
2: It was weird though cuz the school I went to was like it was the whole idea of the school is to prep you for like the quote-unquote real world. So you had classes any time of any day. Like, there were people, not necessarily in my program, but in other programs, they would have classes at midnight on a
0: Saturday <laughs>
1: night. What <in> <laughs> are you talking about? Why? That's the... Because it's that like real, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought <laughs> it was know. so
2: goofy, but I mean, at I guess midnight, it kind of makes sense. But yeah, like recording arts, who they was would that? have classes. I bet that
1: professor oh. was
0: a douche. <laughs> Well, he's well, thinking was, like in a studio they, setting, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how yeah. they
2: kind of curated the whole program was to be like, if you were actually doing this for real, what would it look like? Well, you'll probably have to work late night on Saturday night, you know, pretty well, often. Or well, did
3: they, so. if if you're in the uh, the live audio class, <laughs> did they make you work at 2 a.m. and just sit there and blow smoke in your face the <laughs> yeah. whole time? And pour, yeah. <laughs> d- pour beer on, like spill beer on the, the board and stuff and just... Yeah, because that really that's what it's really like. Yeah, yeah,
2: prepping you for the real world.
1: That that's true about studios though, because they like uh, you know it's it's true, especially in hip hop. Our friends Ralph and Butch that run a hip hop su- studio in Atlanta, and everybody they do so many sessions where the people get there late, late, late in the like two a.m. Evening, <laughs> yeah, and they just hang out. And party for hours and hours, and then comes three, four in the morning. They start getting to the mic and freestyling, yeah. and just you know, getting. It's like all about that environment. And so the engineers just they just sit there all, and it's almost never starts before midnight, you know. Ever. So that's true. Yeah, I mean, Ralph said that, that way.
0: Ralph has said they'll uh, like they'll call. He's worked with some big artists, um, and they'll call and say. Uh, you know, we'll be there at midnight or something like that. and he, So he has to be there ready to go with the studio set, and then they show up like 2, 2.30, <laughs> just ready. And they go, and I mean, they, they all, I mean, just smoking weed, and they want him to smoke weed, which he does or whatever. But, uh, and it's just like a party getting pumped. And then he goes in the booth and just lays down the tracks, and it's like really cool. But, I mean, your job literally starts at like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m <laughs> like you you just run the you know you just run the board and all that stuff that's crazy so i mean maybe they're right a little bit but they should have had tons of weed and like <laughs> yeah. strippers and yeah. all kinds of stuff
3: right if you're gonna they have,
2: wanted this to be realistic you got to go the full you know
3: <laughs> uh josh Goggin, he does that with the chariot and 68 he'll he'll go to goldman studio at five or six at night and they'll go. Cause he sleeps till like four o'clock every day with the strippers. He does?
0: <laughs> no, he, he doesn't sleep till four.
3: I, I don't, I'm just saying, I know he stays up all night. They do late night recording. And then on tour, he, this is what he does on tour. We toured with them a bunch. He would, uh, after the show, he would drive all night, no matter what they would drive to the next show. And he would stay up. And then he would, uh, sleep they would load in he would leave go back to sleep to the hotel and then maybe get dinner and walk he would walk in to play the show at nine o'clock like looked like he just woke up (laughs) (laughs) and then he'd do it all again just stay up all night yeah it's wild
0: live like that
3: i don't know it's miserable ferg uh ferg our old merch guy toured with them as a merch guy and he said it was just awful just the worst schedule
2: (laughs) oh yeah that'd be the worst for the crew
3: yeah (laughs) I mean, I would die inside. That's crazy,
0: because we toured with him. I mean, well, we played some shows with him, and I mean... that, that He always seemed I, awake. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed awake, but I mean, how, I don't understand how you can live life that way. But I mean, I guess that's his job, but how, what about when you're at home, like with your family and stuff?
3: I don't know. I mean, I know when they're doing the studio, I know he goes in late.
2: I don't think he goes home.
1: Yeah, he just... <laughs> or, or maybe his kids are on the same schedule. Maybe his kids go to Full Sail. <laughs> That's true. He tours a lot though. That <laughs> yeah. was
0: uh it is that's now you're making me sad. I just uh so uh, Dave Bazan's uh Strange Negotiations uh, documentary is on Prime now. You can watch it for free if you want. I'd already seen it, but uh I started watching it again and it's just so heavy and just he got he says uh he's talking to his sons, his son and he's talking about how he missed Playing, taking him to baseball, and he would have been there. And he said he didn't realize he was really was going to miss out on that. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'll miss this game or something. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll miss this thing. But then it ended up being months and years instead of, you know, what I mean. Like it, you can think, oh well, I'll be there, I'll be home, so I will be at three of his games or something. You know what I mean? They say something like that, but it just gets hit. And I was like, damn. And I, I, I mean, it's funny. Sometimes I, we had our first child, Ruby in October, October 16th, 2009. And in December, we went on a, it's probably a three-week Christmas tour, maybe more, with Under Oath and, and August Burns Red. And yeah. I, I couldn't turn it down. I couldn't. I mean, this I was the only one. Jess, she was working up to that point. She was working, but she was getting ready to take 12 weeks off, you know, maternity, and, you know, a large portion of it wasn't paid for. And so we, I had to go work. But I missed, like, the third month of my daughter's life right Mm -hmm. and then i was like oh yeah gosh and then i mean there's other i missed some other stuff too now when i'm at home i'm with them way more and now i'm for fuck's sake man i've been with them for a year (laughs) that's what i'm saying you made (laughs) up for it 2020 it's all good it's all you're exactly right i didn't think about that shit
1: fuck them (laughs) good lord right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't let them guilt you. Don't let I, them. Your boy home. and did what you had to do, <laughs> and you are you are present. I bet you give them quality time every day. Every day. That's of insane. I mean, seriously, it's about to be March coming up here, and
0: it's so it'll be in a year basically that I haven't not been with my kids every single day except for I think four or five days the whole that whole year. Because mm-hmm. I was at home almost the whole time. The only time was when we recorded the specials. We did that show yep. in Texas. But, I mean, yep. that was it. That, that was a total of mm-hmm. seven days, maybe. So seven days out of 365, I will not have I've been with them majority of the day. Because even <laughs> yep. school and everything.
1: Yes, it's a different thing to not be able to be, you know, it's, it's really worth a lot to be around the the things that you care about. So same the same is true with me. Like, if we'd have been touring all this year, I wouldn't have been able to get in my cold tank every morning. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying. Right, so it's really worked out.
3: I will say I was on that that ABR in a row tour. You had to leave your daughter for. That was my first TM tour with y'all. Oh yeah, and I mean you were devastated. You didn't drink. You didn't party. You didn't hang out. You didn't do anything. I can oh, vouch even for that. Fun. Yeah, you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I you almost don't think me, that I, almost, right. I thought you were telling no, the truth. I, I, had, yeah. I have no memory of Toby being sad to be away from <laughs> this new no <No>. point. No, <laughs> the,
1: the, the reason you know that's not true is because Toby's sadness is the most adjacent to his wildest partying. Yeah. Yep, They're Those two go together. <laughs> they are not separate, distinct modes. It is if Toby's having a frustration or a sad day about a thing. I mean, doesn't matter. Family member dies, whatever. Yeah. He's going to go off that.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, that was <laughs> like, and that was such an easy <laughs> tour too, because y'all are first to three. <laughs> so like you were just done. you know, thirty minutes. Oh yeah. You're done, and you, you know, don't load anything. Don't touch anything, and it just seemed like really nice for you
0: that's what's so funny too is that was 2009 Mm -hmm. and we toured with under oath and i mean we we kind of knew under oath some you know what i mean like we we talked to him grant went played bass with us once on a, a christmas tour or whatever um and then uh august burns red and we really became friends with august burns red a lot i mean we we were already friends but you know under oath we know them but they were a little bit more doing their thing we uh hung out with august burns red and i was like man we're gonna be friends with them and we're still friends with them and hardly have ever seen them again in over t- a decade yeah. i mean I, yeah. in person I mean, I, i'll in person I, I, not, almost in not person almost zero i mean and and That's i true. and i'll consider them friends that i really enjoyed touring with and we did that one
1: i mean it was like three weeks and then i never have seen them again hardly yeah yeah, yeah, they're just more our style of guys or ethic or attitude. So you just you have a different kind of bond, I think, something like that. Yeah. Is, is probably Well, there
3: it. was uh, one night the drummer, what's his name? Uh uh Griner. He walked on. We were having a rager on the bus, like a real party, and JB was in there and other ABR guys were in there, and we were drinking like pouring beers out drinking, and <laughs> Dave like working the lights and music. Oh yeah. And Griner walked on, just like looked around like Sin, sin, sin. <laughs> oh, my God. There is so much sin, and he walked right off the bus. I, Not his Yeah, sin, I, re- no. I remember that very vividly. It was very funny. But, like, J- J- JB was, like, taking his shirt off and, like, dumping oh, beers yeah. out and stuff. Like, just going wild. He's cool that, as shit.
0: That was the tour where we did the, uh what did we put, balloons or whatever, in uh, under <laughs> us bus. And that was when they had that bad show in texas it was some kind of bad show at that With horse, horse track or whatever place yeah say
3: in there yeah they were it was like a joint the tour oh like yeah crossed. yeah
0: down in mcallen or whatever right yeah was, somewhere it was, down it was, there yeah it was way down there and uh we put the some party favors in their bus we thought it'd be funny we'll just go put a bunch of stuff because we knew they were having a bad night this will be funny they walk in the bus and there's balloons and they <laughs> they were not happy they were not brought joy they were mad
1: and yeah. i have never seen people not amused by balloons yeah, yeah. Know, but hey. i mean that it wasn't even that many we didn't we we, we're not gonna spend we just a lot filled of money. Up dudley's bunk we just filled dudley's bunk up with balloons right. you know basically yeah brent and, uh,
3: oakley came on the bus like he was not happy with us right
0: but what was funny is they thought August Burns Red did it. Yeah, first. they were really. Mad.
1: I think one of I might have, I forget who went over and yelled at August, August Burns Red. Yeah, and they were like, "We didn't do it. We might have walked into the middle of some pre existing beef or something." and They had a bad show, and it was all that stuff. So I don't know. I I, I don't know why you get. Mad I think that's
3: where after Brent left, Toby just kept going. You are mad about balloons? <laughs> we're talking about it was like the we talking about practice thing. You yeah, balloons. Yeah. We're mad about balloons. <laughs> <laughs> For th- thirty minutes, he went on just saying. balloons. I still balloons. can't believe it, though. I mean, if if anybody
0: came on our bus and did something funny like that, I would think they were trying to be our friends. Like they were trying to. Even if it, if I didn't even think it was funny, where I would be. Oh, okay, they put balloons on here. Okay,
1: but I mean, I I couldn't believe. Like they were furious. <laughs> Well, I mean, tell me, everybody likes pranks, but I mean, some stuff's over the line, dude. You're right. <laughs> you know? Just, everybody likes a good prank, but you took it too far. Imagine if we'd have ordered a clown I mean, or something. That shit would hit the fucking...
3: Like a cotton, what about a cotton candy machine? <laughs> uh, this is all jogging my On that same tour, though, there, there was more controversy than I remember now, because I remember we were partying on the bus one night, and I didn't the corona thing where you like turn it over to get the lime and then it squirts <laughs> out. And uh I did it and it squirted it on Brent from August Burns Red and he got mad. Oh yeah. Yeah and he like uh he was like what the fuck? Don't pour, pour your beer on me. And I go, Oh, I didn't pour it. I did this and I did it again, Adam. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> yeah, he, did, he didn't no, like you, He no. did not like okay. And then he tossed beer at me. And I had to, Brent Oakley came and talked to me about it. Hey, now we have a conflict. Like it was like that. <laughs> like I had, have, I was, I was y'all's tour manager. And so now y'all's tour manager was in a causing issue, causing issues with the main support band. <laughs> and it got back around to Brent, so I had to. And I had to tell Brent what happened. I was like, "We were partying, and I did a Corona thing." It, oh, it was, <laughs> did, did you have to apologize,
0: or you just uh, talked to Brent?
3: I don't think I talked to Brent Oakley. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I told him it was ridiculous, and nothing really happened. And then that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, balloons and Corona. Yeah, that's funny. So we well, yeah. caused a lot of trouble, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah it's fun. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs>
3: Well, um, then Re- Reva took my job years later.
2: You guys were, like, done with your crazy phase by the time I came around.
0: I feel like that's what every young no. person says. Every <laughs> young person is like, oh, uh, y'all are older. But, I mean, I feel like we party pretty hard, but I do go to bed early, I guess, even on tour. You've right? seen was, us
1: act a fool.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> okay, then. There was
2: kind of a changeover of, like, you stopped drinking and started smoking. And then that changed but the But that tone. wasn't...
1: Well shit. We <laughs> should <laughs> I still I still drink though. I definitely yeah. still drink. Not really. I can't really. Um but that wasn't that was probably in the last couple of years, yeah.
3: No, y'all started I mean y'all started smoking when we did the I burn ten year tour. That that's when When was that? that? How long that ago? That was six that? years ago. <laughs>
0: Oh Good. shit! Lol. Yeah, oh.
3: no, y'all came on. Y'all came on our bus one night, just out of your minds. Like Matt couldn't even talk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was just staring at everyone.
1: I can't even remember, yeah. but yeah, that was the early days when we first were able to get weed. At, at, and oh, oh, that's right. I do remember that. I remember that exactly. That is exactly when we started, because the first time we ever played a show where anybody was high was that show in Denver. Yeah, yeah, most uh, right? yeah, it was the most amazing show I've ever played in my life. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, at, before that, I thought if anybody's high and they mess up, like how bad that would, right. like how bad that would be. And I thought if you get high and you play, what would happen? You know, it just felt super foreign or wrong or something. But there was one night where we had some edibles in Denver that, because we were in Denver, it was legal. And it was like everybody did some. And we we're just like, okay, let's just go for it. And we did it. And it was just so great. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, it was but, just so but great. It was one of those
0: things where, you know, when you do the edibles, it, it, we. I mean, I, the last time I had smoked weed or whatever was high school or something like that. You know, I mean, it had been a long time. And so, uh, well, maybe college, I guess. But um, we went and bought those edibles. It was candy, Sour Patch Kids or whatever. And each one's like worth, what, five or ten milligrams or something. And so you eat. I, I remember I ate half. I was like, oh, I'm not going to take it. And, but then nothing happens. And so then you eat more. So then by the time we were going on stage, I felt very gone. But it felt to me as if. Everybody in the band was me. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I had never felt more connected to the band and the crowd. It just—I mean—we play. I promise you. I wish I could see it and see if it was like horrible, you know, like if you weren't that. But I—I I felt like I. Andy was playing the bass, and Matt on the guitar, and Dave on the drums, and Josh is just swinging his hair around. And everything felt like it was just moving together. I mean, I just enjoyed it so much. I mean, it, it was just amazing. It, it really did feel like the most connection I've ever had in my life. That was, a, but what? That wasn't uh, City's burn, was it?
3: Yeah, it was our ten year anniversary tour, and y'all it was op- that y'all opened for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, yeah, we were big for a minute. I'm curious, Reva. I never had to man. I never had to like tour manager or work with Emory during their drug phase. <laughs> like what what is that like? <laughs> Are there any challenge is there is there anything that ever happened where you're like, oh I'm having to manage I'm having to uh handle a situation now Yeah, right. What is yeah, our yeah. drug face? I'm, like, I'm just curious because yeah. drunk uh yes. drunk emory is you know <laughs> can be uh, wild, but
2: probably probably my favorite story about <laughs> about having to handle a situation where everyone was high was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the Vans Warped Tour. Oh, yeah. Like, one-off show. Just, like, it feels like it was last year, but I guess it was, like, two years ago now or something. But Mm. everyone, including me, were very, very high high And got lost in the Hall of Fame, (laughs) but not together. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) We
1: were in there a long time. time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like it was great.
2: Devin and I weren't like I never found you guys, but later I found out that like Devin and I must have been on the same level of highness. And both of us were just, like, very, very worried about where everyone else was. (laughs) And I couldn't find you guys. (laughs) And there was a a green room, like, in the basement, back through some, like, tunnel. It, like, felt like a tunnel. And I was back there. And then that was when it kind of, like, kicked in. And I felt like the whole thing was collapsing on me. (laughs) And then, uh, luckily, Chris Keen was there. So he kind of, like, guided me out. To the outdoors to safety and then i was just like but where is everyone else they're in there somewhere we gotta find them.
3: <laughs>
1: so the time that you, that Lunsford asked you that you had to really take care of Emory was the time you got lost and high and thought the rock and roll hall of fame was coming down on top of you.
2: Yes. Yes. That okay. Because that
1: was when we I, really needed help that time.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're in the same situation that I'm in. This is terrible. I'm supposed to be responsible for them. Now I gotta go find these guys, and they're in the same state that I'm in. <laughs>
3: No, that was is funny. A w- little more pleasant, I think. Yeah. That is funny, though, because if it was not, All right. With weed, everybody's like, oh, well, it's chill. You're like, don't worry <laughs> right. about it. You know, Reva, she's on a journey. No. so. But if it had been like, we all were drunk, and I was fucked up and couldn't take care of shit, it'd be a thing. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, that would not be acceptable, because yeah. would, drunk would turn into yeah. some sort of angry or...
1: So, yeah. Alcohol, that, it requires a lot more active babysitting. Yeah. 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 So, like you have to have some, you have to have some tether. I I, I remember heck? that
0: though, uh, being there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We, had, so we played the show, we hung out with our good friend Rob. Uh, and then I took an edible and it, I don't know what it was, but it sent me to the moon. And I remember uh, sitting on the bus and I saw everybody and I watched everybody walk. And it it must it felt forever. I just saw everybody leaving the bus and going somewhere. I didn't even I couldn't even focus on what was happening. It was one of those where you're like deep and you feel like you're being pulled to the ground by gravity or something. And then I I looked down and it, I don't remember what time it was, but whatever time it was, say it was five or six PM, I don't know. Then all of a sudden it was an hour later, but it was only a minute later. Or something like that, right? Yeah. And so then I had to walk by myself to get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then I walked around, and every exhibit was just unreal. But it was, I mean, that, it <laughs> no, wasn't. but it was like the most though. Like what? Yeah, it was like the I most, read, but the I read
1: more. You know, I usually walk on past. <laughs> yeah. I was reading details about everything. <laughs> but but it was a a very enhanced experience with context because yeah. it was the day that Warp Tour was in inducted into the rock and roll hall oh, of yeah. fame and we are invited to play there so we play at the cleveland rock and roll hall of fame in the afternoon hang out with kevin lyman and watch other bands yeah. do all the stuff have go inside or doing things and then have all the evening with our bus parked outside the rock and roll hall of fame to walk around and see all of rock history right. and it's like paul mccartney's lyric sheet before hey whatever something not hey jude but whatever song it was and you just see all these artifacts and you've you know you just feel super connected to that like wait a minute we're here playing at this and this is the you know you can feel like toby felt connected to the band members that night i felt connected to all of music history that night (laughs) and i was high and it was and we you know and technically you know there's a warp tour there's a merch table in there of Warp Tour. It's just this dirty rubbermaid table. It's got marks written all over it. Um all the band, you know, a bunch of bands on it, but our our name's on there. Like you get my cousin found it recently and um when they went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and his cousin's bands, you know, name is in the Warp Tour exhibit there just on the thing with all the bunch. So, you know, that's pretty and I, we were high walking around them with nothing to do all afternoon. I already played the show. Like that was a pretty cool experience. I'd call it a peak experience, you know. Now, also one of the worst days of Reva's life. Most panics has ever. Felt. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that it was after you guys played, or else it would be like yeah. you need to fire that person immediately.
1: <laughs> so, Reva, you've been had a pretty long, strange trip up to this point. I don't think that's probably what you thought at uh, when you were at full sail and then came to an Emory VIP in whatever year that was. I want to try to get all the way through that and think about that, because you were in Florida at Full Sail, and you came to an Emory VIP and then got in with Bad Christian on the very early time, in a where you, the whole time here, have had your own, you know, like you came and were part of a church and very into Christian stuff, and then just parallel, you've had this whole life journey over the last amount of times, kind of like yeah. Toby and I have. So, I mean, it's so crazy to think if you could have not possibly foreseen. How did, how would you have thought about foreseeing it or not, like the places you would come and go and the things that would happen from Full Sail to that, <laughs> given your worldview and the change of it?
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, I remember when I was living in Florida, going to Full Sail and all that, you know, thinking about what I wanted to do and I ended up being able to do what I wanted to do very
3: yeah, quickly. Yeah, that's that's what, I, that's what like, I think is very crazy. You're yeah. Maybe one of the most successful full sale graduates ever, right? Because <laughs> I just always—I mean, no offense—I yeah. just always viewed that school as kind of a scam. Because I no, know there's tons well, of successful people. Don't say though. that. To if Reba. you go
2: by percentage, like what percentile, then you, probably. But there's yeah, I mean, there is graduates that are extremely. Ed Rose went there, okay. yeah. didn't he? Yep.
1: And, um, uh, the best sound guy I, that was the sound guy for Hawthorne Heights and then Daughtry and all these other American Idol kind of stuff he mo oh, okay. oh, he's the best sound you know so the the best people will come out of there for that are super interested early and then get all the best attention from the pre- people that get it, but there's just crazy amounts of people whose parents paid right. them to go to well the idea of
3: paying to get into the music industry always yeah. seemed insane right. to me, like Belmont right. University or which is yeah. $200,000, but
1: full- but usually people in a position that I would see if somebody like Reva or somebody that's a volunteer or just a fan or what I mean whatever way you would want to look at that I would never think this person is going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so in that from that regard what what reva has been able to do is quite remarkable is more is more a way I look at that.
2: Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is hard. It is hard for those folks to get
0: jobs, though. Riva did it because she took a huge leap and went to the other side of the country and
1: became an intern. She moved. A lot of, a lot
0: of those people That's, wouldn't yeah. do that,
1: right? Yeah. What? Take us back. Whatever you were saying there before we interrupt you. Anyway.
2: Oh, I was. Yeah, I was just going to say that is like the career aspect of it is I was able to actually accomplish what I wanted pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the spiritual side of it <laughs> was also predictable. Because it was the thing that people warned me against. The church I was going Uh to in Florida. I, you know, talked to some people there about bad Christian and all that. And they're like, very much like warning me against it. They're like, that's going to lead you
3: astray.
2: Like, it's a slippery slope. All that kind of thing. Turned out to also be right.
1: (laughs) Damn
3: it. (laughs) You were very astray. So they were
1: right, though. Like, it happened just as they said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, how did it happen then? What was it that they prophesied that you then... uh, What dark prophecy did you then make true?
2: Well, if you start questioning certain things, then, like, what are you left with, you know? Like, then you just question everything, and then you're just wandering around without anything, you know? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) God,
1: Reba. uh, (laughs) Shit. And that, like the catastrophe at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that also is not and Toby's <laughs> fault. <laughs>
0: that was the mountain pinnacle of what they prophesied. If they could have seen Reba walking around the Hall of Fame out of her mind, lost. worried that she had lost. Yeah, doing drugs lost.
2: with the rock stars. Yeah, bro. She had <laughs> lost
0: 40-year-olds. <laughs> That's
2: exactly it. <laughs> I mean, they would have washed up
0: rockers. I mean, they would have, <laughs> in fact, felt good that, like, they were like, we were right. We nailed it. I mean, we told, I mean, in some ways, that their prediction, they would have thought their prediction skills were amazing.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, you can put things in any narrative you want, you know? I mean, there's right. every step of the way you could make something out to be exactly what you want it to be. You Did
1: know? you share that worry at the time? You're like, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I won't let it happen. I won't let it happen.
2: No, I, well, okay. I'll, I will say I thought it was fairly likely also, but I wanted to do it anyways. <laughs> oh God. I was like, yeah, you know, it might. But if it does, that's OK, too, because if it's not real, then it's not real anyways. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even when you came to Seattle, you really, you know, were are trying to get. Heavily involved in church on mm-hmm. your personal level and stuff like that. So I remember as Reva was coming and going to a, a Mars Hill spinoff church, basically. Yeah. Um, and Reva wanted to intern and just, it, it just felt super underwater. So it was like, how can I get any help with anything? And Reva came in and said, I was just going to give you my email password and would we'll just start st- helping me. With answer email, I just don't know. You know, it was that was the place we were at with self managed uh, things, and Bad Christian was really taken off, and we were doing Emory Independent and all that stuff, and so it was like she was interested. Obviously, she was an Emory fan. It was that, but the Bad Christian thing was really taken off. So she would wind up helping with that stuff more and more, and Emory was just kind of, you know, hanging out. Not really much developing And Bad Christian was blowing up And I was like I don't think she Was that This is Was that
0: when Devin wasn't you know. in the band? When yeah. Reba
1: first started So when Reba first
0: started Devin wasn't in the band So Emory was Yeah, yeah Cause I Yeah so Cause I was working I must have been working at Seacoast About yep. that time Yeah So I would started working at Seacoast yeah. And so Emory was just Tour when we can But we're doing other stuff This Bad Christian thing We're trying to get it off the ground
1: yeah, and I thought, well, yes, you know, I don't want to – I'm sure she's more Christian, and that church, that's kind of what I'm getting a little bit away from is that, but it's fine. But I'd go to i go to that church sometimes at the time still or whatever, but I kept feeling like, is this too dirty? Are we too raw for Reva? I, don't, I mean, I know she wants to work for Emory, but this is different. And I, I really remember having that tension at the time.
2: That's what you, you,
1: Did you think of it? And then no, eventually that was the main I, thing. That's that hilarious
2: because that's what I thought about you guys. I was like, well – I know this is limited because they're Christian, so I'll never be able to, like, go on tour with them because they're, like, Christian <laughs> oh, guys. <yeah. laughs> you you and couldn't it was, even ride in the car with Matt It literally was like that for years. I Yeah, I couldn't ride in a car with <laughs> Matt for years.
3: In, in that <laughs> it, so it took
2: years. a couple of years it's until you even were okay with, like...
3: Well, like I mean, I have months. to give oh, you okay. like
2: I'm going there. You need to go there. I <laughs> well, guess I, I might I got, as well just hey, give you a ride. I I'm guess. going. You're going. I mean, going, I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, <laughs>
1: like just. I mean, I, I I'm not uptight or anything. Ride, like I'm going. Fine. You're going. We both are going to eat a sandwich. You got to you know.
3: Hi, is that is that really embarrassing to think, think back on? Right, like thinking being yeah. that way. Yeah. Which is funny because oh, I yeah. wouldn't ever I, I wouldn't even pin pin that on you, but I remember hearing you talk about that. That's really, but,
1: but it, but it, it's not real. It wasn't real or anything. It just was. It's just a for, It's like a, it's like a formality or a norm more than like I felt either convicted. It's just like, well, I don't, you know. You just, it's just easier to have a policy or something. Yeah, like it, it's just, and it feels like I you're doing know. the right thing by Reva. That's what
0: I always thought. It, like, it, like yeah, you know I what? I, yeah, it didn't make sense. That's what
2: everyone told me too.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, it doesn't make sense. But you thought that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But you thought, wait a minute! I don't want to put her in a. Maybe she'll be uncomfortable it, riding with a man. It was the man. a
1: transition because uh, you know, six months earlier, I was doing music at Mars Hill or something, and I wasn't allowed to do a rehearsal only with a, a female. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're going to do that or whatever, you saw. I mean, you know, that's just it. it just was a fog, you know. So it did, I knew it didn't make sense. <laughs> it yeah. was embarrassing, but well, in you your know, I guess it, I, she were, probably wants me to not even do that. Still at
2: Mars Hill when I first moved there. Yeah, you were. You didn't leave until. Yeah. After I was working with you guys for a little while,
0: in ma- in mass weird. defense though, Reva's policy for tops off Tuesday <laughs> that may that, that did not I mean that was uncomfortable for in, for office environment.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, too progressive, <laughs> too too much. <laughs> it,
0: it was funny when I was at Seacoast, they uh they um, had the it wasn't it was kind of like an unsaid rule or whatever, and Joey kind of promoted that too, like you know you weren't supposed to be in a car with any females or whatever. Which is funny, but when I look back on it, uh, me and the ad man, we were in the office together almost all the time by ourselves, like completely by ourselves. Obviously, nothing happened. It wasn't even there wasn't anything. There was there's no danger on anybody's part. But it was it was funny. I was like, oh, but I mean, we would work together uh, by ourselves a ton, hours and hours a day. uh, And but if we'd have gotten to a car together, it would have been bad. I was taught so many crazy things. That was one that I did. I thought that one was fine for a very. What if long, you know someone what I mean? like sees a,
2: you in a car with that? Well, when
0: you're when you're trying to deconstruct your faith deconstruct your faith and religion and all that stuff, that one seems that's one of the last ones to go or something like that because you still think, well, I want to honor, I want to like that one did not come up till the very end. I was like, oh well, yeah, we can do this no no matter what. But I mean, we barely when Emery was touring. I mean, we barely well, There was one time like somebody's wife would come out, but. uh as far as females on the bus, there was that one time where, what, uh, what was it? It wasn't Take Action Tour, was it? Yeah, Take so, Action. And, and, and we had and a couple we had, girls. Uh, two merch girls that Shared were part bus. of the tour, and it, they rode on our bus and they paid us. So the Take Action paid them, paid our, us, and we were like, oh, well, we'll get a cheaper bus so we can do this. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the ah, girls was just. Uh, I feel
2: betrayed. <laughs> y'all lied.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't our bus, though. It was like, it was like, it was. Like a deal it was just part of the tour. Yeah. They you know, they were on And that, also I mean, one of them seem, ended up being horrible, busy,
0: right? What was the, yeah, it was terrible. I think she shit in the bus and then denied yeah, it. And threw and up she, and she had a lot of Yeah, She had food in her bunk and then she vomited saying, in her bunk.
1: Matt Carter's telling you it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> because of the way she treated her bunk and that bus and the toilet. <laughs> <You can't, laughs> and that's coming from me. So Shame on you, young lady. And the
0: fee there was like a two hundred dollar fee, and luckily, whoever the bus driver yeah. was, let us off and said, "Okay, next time it happens." But I don't even know if she. I think she finally admitted it and said she didn't know or something like that. But I mean, and she left the tour. Yeah, too. she left. I mean, she didn't
1: make it through one. Right. Tour. I mean, she didn't make it. But the, and the other one was great.
3: Uh, so she couldn't make it through one tour on a tour bus.
1: <laughs> right, but
3: the the other
1: girl was was terrific. She was awesome. So I mean, you know, and it's like it's not. It has nothing obviously to do with with anything uh there's tons of women on tour and eventually when we could when when reva was starting to come out it was just like it couldn't make sense to not it just couldn't make sense to yeah. not do that so it was just it, it, i don't remember if we asked our wives is it you always felt like well your no wife would want a woman to go out with their husbands on the road it just doesn't it seems like nobody would want that but if you think about it it should be fine and yeah, it's fine right well, it's fun, but that was what we had to ask that question and then do well, that. Well, it's question. funny back
3: in the day too. Uh, just when you're younger and like bros, you don't even it sounds bad, but you don't want that anyway. Like when you're 20, mm. if you're 20 and going on tour, you wouldn't want a girl around. Like that wouldn't be fun.
0: Like how your uh, fill in bass player did that time. Right? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> 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 we'll leave his name. I, I, don't, out. I don't. Yeah, I don't how to go there. Cause he's yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just should Everybody's dying <laughs> I think you maybe should
3: Well it, On the it,
0: tour it, he, he was like Your first time bass player With Ascides Burn And like How long was I mean the tour Maybe six weeks Or whatever And he brought He, he got his girlfriend To come he, on
3: He was a fill-in And he didn't ask If his girlfriend Can come and not only did he not ask, but she was coming for three weeks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what in yeah. the world?
3: I think
1: that that is uh, you know appropriate to talk about. And when somebody passes, you're supposed to share stories yeah, like are. that. So it's definitely well, okay it to is. do. That was Lucas. Yeah, and it, and everybody misses him. We miss him. it's is. like
3: one of those weird things where, like, I mean, me and Lucas didn't really get along after that tour, and like it, it, it was conflicting. That was conflicting for me. Wait, you didn't get along with
0: somebody? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, what? I, I, now I, what the fuck? I, I resent that. I feel like I get along really well, <laughs> well with a lot of people. You but do. there's a few people that I just really don't get along with. Right. So, and they always, for some reason, seem to be bass players in my band. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You Had a bad run with bass players. Yeah. Not Andy any. didn't. Li- oh, a- 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 Andy didn't like it, you in
0: our band it, for a while. Yeah, he didn't
3: like me. But me and Andy are, are tight now. But
0: yeah, now you uh, good.
3: Yeah, he uh, he brought. He didn't ask to bring his girlfriend, and then she would like get up at like five a.m. and be getting ready and stuff because she was like a. She was like a yeah. white JLo or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like she wore, like,
1: yeah, she was like a Yeah, all Victoria's
3: Secret, like, uh, uh, fleece and stuff like that, yeah. you know? Just not the right fit for that scenario. <laughs> and she ended it, up sexting with the singer for Gazer's <laughs> and Dreams. Right. She like,
0: cheated on <laughs> Lucas it, it, during on that the tour. tour.
3: Yeah. With somebody else oh, on with the somebody, tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I remember seeing him Because yeah. he sent her home He sent her home right? He sent her home mem- we all mem- watched Matt, From the bus <laughs> Yeah we watched him From the bus yeah. As he sent her away And he did he w- It was like a pole Or something right He just leaned up Against the pole With his back
3: <laughs> Slid And down. then
0: slowly Like the most Bachelor TV show yeah. Slid down Just <laughs> yes. like I'm broken It yeah. was like Super emotional
3: Yeah And then we fired him At the end of that tour <laughs> Oh god And <laughs>
0: Man, that was a, a behind-the-scenes story of a, of a scene legend. Uh, I will say this, though. Aaron and Reva, we, I think we're progressive because how many other female tour managers had, did y'all ever come across? You toured with us a bunch of years. How many female tour managers did you work with?
1: One.
3: I can't. That's not bad. I, I know what band I'm was it, Reva? I can't.
2: Many rooms on the ACB tour. Oh,
3: (laughs) yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that was last year, two years ago. The whole
2: crew got fired halfway through the tour. The band and the crew got fired.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Which band was it? They're called Many Rooms. They were the opener.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, they had a female. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't, for some reason, I
3: don't remember that. Yeah. yeah, what their
0: whole crew got fired?
3: I forgot what well, what was it? Because they weren't I, making money or something? Uh as City's burn, I would say we'd we we kind of convinced her to fire everyone. You did? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well we saw we saw a problem that needed problem. to be we saw a problem that needed to be solved. And I think what was we were, it? What are y'all saying? Like the they just weren't getting <laughs> along and they were just dumb. There were and, multiple and,
2: problems going on there. Like yeah. there the budget was way overblown. Like yeah. She, they weren't making enough for the crew, and like they rented a sprinter for the whole tour.
0: Oh yes, yeah. Just, yeah.
2: And then some of their people weren't getting along, and
3: <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was it was, it was a mess. So me and TJ swooped in with a solution to the problem that also had more money come into our pocket too. So just oh. send them home. Yeah. Yeah. So and then she
2: just <laughs> rode with us and yeah. Basically,
3: like, you're vegan. paying all That's these something. people this much, or you can pay us this much, and you just play your songs by yourself, and and uh, you you'll be part of our group, like right. You know, like. Stay at our hotels, that type of thing. So yeah, so yeah, we made sure to get the uh, only female tour manager we ever knew fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're doing pretty good. Then
0: I have a I have a funny tour story about Riva.
2: Oh no, which one is this going to be?
0: Well, let's see. How about the very first time <laughs> Reba came on tour? <laughs> <I knew it>. <laughs> <laughs> the very moment we saw Reba around for
1: tour, Matt, do you remember that? I do I wish we'd have thought of it in the, Right when we were talking about the When she did finally get to go on tour right. That's what happens yeah. yeah
0: Reva flew in to Nashville And uh, traveling made you what? Unbelievably sick <laughs> you
2: were, Didn't you puke? I, mean,
1: <laughs> I think you puked or something right? There's
2: a little more to she the threw story threw up in the bus
1: Yeah got to the bus and threw up in the bus What is yeah. a simple story? My
2: very first <laughs> So I, I went out with the classic crime in Matt and Toby. I went doing a yeah. merch for those tours, I think a couple times before this, but this was gonna be my first TM job. Yeah. So I was like, this is the first time with Emery TMing. And I was nervous, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a layover in Denver <laughs> and got a call from Toby and got some very bad news. Oh yeah. That I had to try to process on my next flight. And I don't know if you want to talk about that or not, but.
1: Oh, I don't care. I mean, that's totally fine. It was my mom died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, not a so, small yeah. thing. So, <laughs> right. That's irrelevant to your puking, I think. No, but maybe it's it's not, not irrelevant. irrelevant. I, at I wasn't all. paying attention. Yeah. Matt okay. didn't puke, Reeb. <laughs>
2: yeah. I didn't puke. I know. <laughs> so I was nervous. I just got this news that was like, wait what like is that even real life yeah like Matt's mom died he's on his way to South Carolina we're probably not even going to do this tour but just go ahead and get on the next flight so I was like okay (laughs) so then I get into Nashville (laughs) Devin picks me up and he's, like, just trying to, like, <laughs> make casual conversation <laughs> in the car ride to the bus. And, and I was just, like, rolling the window down. <laughs> like I'm, like, rolling the window down, like, ooh. Yeah, no, you're fine. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I just got to roll my window down. But he could tell I wasn't okay. And then we get to the bus, pull up, get out of the car, step onto the bus, immediately throw up. <laughs> just immediately like the first step i take onto the bus
0: (laughs) just puking you looked all like sickly and thin and just like white as a ghost i mean it was just
2: first time ever meeting meeting a chris keen yeah (laughs) that was his first impression of me was just puking i thought
0: there was another time you were sick too i thought the first two times or something (laughs) like that you got you got some kind of motion sickness or something on the flight or something didn't you I thought there was another time, there was too. A, there was
1: at least two incidents really early on where Reeva was like, well, I guess I can't travel without getting sick or whatever. It was, two, it was definitely two consecutives. Yeah. Like, the first two times she traveled, she got sick. That is true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Riva, the what, second what one I'm
2: pretty convinced was food poisoning because that was, like, coming from a family vacation. <laughs> oh, where, that was, yeah. You went yeah. To, <laughs> we went to... Uh,
0: Chip and Joanna's, called? right? Yeah, in Waco. <laughs> that was your family vacation to yeah. Waco, Texas.
2: And uh and you we to Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger, that's what it was. We had yeah. Whataburger. Yeah. Like at midnight or whatever, and yep. left the next day. And I was like so sick. And then yep. I, you know, got on the plane, went on tour, super sick for like two days. <laughs> I don't know how long it lasted.
0: It's miserable. I the but, sickest yeah. I've ever been is from Whataburger. And then I, I got, I, yeah, I'm real.
2: First two tours going out with you guys, I was like, maybe I'm just not cut out for this touring thing. Like, <laughs> I'm getting very ill <laughs> every when you're time sick on I the try. What awful.
0: The worst, What a burger made me sick to where I could not, it, I promise you, I was vomiting every, at least every 30 minutes, maybe ever, for a little bit, maybe more than that. And it <laughs> uh, vomited so much that it turned to bile only. And I would have to. I would try to drink water, but it was just bile, 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 and it made me miss our first South by Southwest. I didn't get to yeah, T- play. Devin just yeah, sang. Yeah, Devin. Sang. And Toby stayed. T- Toby stayed at the hotel. They room. got me a <laughs> hotel room, and I literally just laid in the bed, and I would get up and go vomit or shit, and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I was unbelievable. And then, yeah. uh, and then I thought, this is how stupid. And, and we
1: play. I think we played before Helmet or something. Yeah, right? it was Wasn't something Helmet awesome. On yeah, stage? yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. it was great. I missed it. I didn't get to play South by Southwest. But then, uh, so the next day, maybe we had off or something. I felt okay. And then we went and played San Antonio at the White Rabbit. And I was feeling okay. And I hadn't eaten anything in like two or three days. So I was like, huh. And we went to that, remember that little uh, Italian restaurant we used to walk to down there by the White Rabbit? And I was like, huh, what should I eat? I, I better not get all those noodles. I said, I'll get an order of meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I don't know what in the world, what in the world am I thinking? though spicy meatballs would be healthier for me after not eating. And so <laughs> we, I eat them, and then I start feeling bad again. And I'm like, oh no! So we play the show at the White Rabbit. <laughs> I walk off stage down that back. Uh, what is it called now? Paper Tiger. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Uh I walk down the back ramp. To the bus, and I get to the driver's side of the bus. This is right after our show. Emory just got done. I can still hear people going, Emory, in the packed out show. Uh, it's probably 700 people or something like that. And uh, I get to the driver's side of the bus, and the only time in my life, I explosive vomit. <laughs> 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 <And> chunks of <laughs> that fucking meatballs shooting everywhere. It looked like a hose with meatballs in it, like a fire hydrant hose. Just shooting out of my mouth, right? And I, I just vomit everywhere and, I, and it's, it's explosive. And so, like, it, it's like I, it was, I just played a show and I'm, I feel exhausted from it. Like, it just shot out of me. It took a little bit out of me. And I'm just sitting there and I promise. <laughs> I see, two fans and they go, So big, killer show, man. <laughs> but they saw me with explosive vomit. And they still said that. Yeah. <laughs> they no, th- still that said really.
1: it. No, that really, they are like, that good dude fucking screamed his guts <laughs> good out Good God. He, I he saw everyone one so time. so hard at the end of the walls, was throwing my up in the back. Got, that
0: dude gives that, it his yeah, all. My God, I'll love that band until the day I die. But- <laughs> Can you imagine singing? <laughs> <seeing>? Yeah. <laughs> What about i seen Dave Bazan walk out of a club <laughs> spray. and spray spray vomit? I was like, Dave! Dave! <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking A, dude. Get it, Dave. Get it. <laughs> it was a show. <laughs> My God, I saw Dave Bazon one time. That motherfucker
1: gives it his all. <laughs> it was outside of a living room. He was just vomiting it. Just... <laughs> so, uh, let's go then, Reva, and talk about, uh, Your continued change and exciting things you're doing now All the way from here So um, if anybody will notice You'll notice that the podcast over the last month Um, you may have noticed some errors in the editing. Maybe you've noticed the (laughs) vocals being off. Maybe you noticed the music coming in at a wacky time. Maybe the podcast Uh, hasn't been posted. (laughs) Maybe it (laughs) got posted to the wrong feed. Uh, uh, You know, sure. Maybe there's no title, there's no links in the description that are supposed to be there. That's because Toby and I have taken this whole month to try to do the podcast ourselves and try to really... Strip it all the way down and do that. Um, and Reva has been not so. I've been doing the editing this month, but it's been terrible, and I've hated it and, and made a lot of mistakes. I know I'm an audio engineer, but the, it's uh it's just I I continue to make errors and stuff like that. So Reva is still editing the podcast, but Reva is has grown and is growing in some new ways and doing some new things um, and branching out. Um, in addition to helping us as we retool Bad Christian and our careers and every other thing so Reva do you want to how do you want to you can talk about that still through your narrative of getting there um, or just talk about what it is that you're doing but it's pretty cool
2: yeah well it's been quite a process getting to where I am now because there's been a a lot of years of thinking about what the heck do I do next because like I said Mm -hmm. earlier like I got where I wanted to be very quickly you know and then it's like where Mm -hmm. do you go from there And I've just been comfortable with like, well, this is where I wanted to be. So I should just be thankful for it, you know? And I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm only, I'm not 30 yet, you know? Not to say my Mm -hmm. exact age, but.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And how much do you weigh? Uh,
2: (laughs) 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 No, I mean, like, I'm 29 and I had a little bit of like, what you would say would be, like, a quarter-life crisis or whatever, when I was, like, dude, I'm going to be 30 real soon. And what, like, I haven't progressed much in the last few years. It's kind of just, like, been the same. So I'm, I've been thinking about, like, different things that I could do, like, applying to other companies and, like, moving up in that direction. But none of that really, like, felt ideal, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Matt actually brought this idea to me, expanding what I'm doing for you guys for other people. You know, mm-hmm.
1: I had it as an insight. I'm sure it's your idea, but that's the only the whole point of stuff usually is you tell people back. In my experience, if you're doing a good job, you can hold their ideas for them and give them back to them at the right time is kind of the way I would see that. So I- any idea I had is just for what seems like what Reva is or does. But the insight I had and how I had it was more just – you know, trying to untangle all our stuff and our business and ask, what do I do? What are my goals? I've been just trying to keep this system rotating for years. And I don't I mean, I I got really lost on if I had any clue what I was even trying to do. And I, I recognized, oh, this thing is stagnant, as you can't even believe, you know, that it's just a stagnation had occurred from everything and the way that our you know relationships and boundaries and everything were from Joey everything and 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 that's just I think for all of us
0: it's probably you know? a year of grieving and processing mm-hmm. both of those things and I didn't understand what I even needed to process for a long time and yeah. then covid and did. so
1: yeah and so in the middle of that it's just like you know on one hand I've always felt super like underwater I never know what I can do and I always need help and there's so much for Riva to do and there is and everybody else says to me man I wish I had a Riva and I'm like I know I know, and that's everybody always tells me. I wish I had a Riva and I say, I yes, how how? I mean, I have one, and it's great, and I still it's crazy, and but it, I just never could get a grip on what was so stagnant or what I wasn't doing, and it was really just lack of of anything other than just trying to keep a system going, and it, it just like wait a minute, then that means this Reva's limited too. Just every bit as much as I am, or we are. If we're not doing anything, we don't know where we're going. And I, I can give her stuff infinitely that she's chasing that I'm not actually sorting out or know the answers to. That's infinite problems, and she could help. You could do a lot more than this. Like when I look at you with your trajectory at twenty in your late twenties, I think, well, you've got to do way more than this. I've always known that, but to, it just kind of brushed me more directly to see, like, the more you. Or babysitting me, if that's a, or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have the great language for that, but it's just it, I felt that if you could open your view wider, you could see uh, many more things that you could do. And it came from just sorting out the stuff I know I need to do for myself, like get a good grip on the show, its direction, its content. And I'm super slow to do that, but that start the wheels are starting to turn now. So I wanted to try to give back to you. What I refl- what you are And what you do well And try to make you feel Like you can Now Grow too Because it's hard to see Other people not grow That's I found I find that difficult And I mean This Is probably as good a time as any But I Wrote
0: a song About you Reva And I want to sing <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Hey
3: So I've been trying You know I've been trying for you a
1: while You
2: were joking right <laughs>
1: You're going to have to write that song now
2: Yeah, now you have to
1: (laughs) You can improvise it or take some time Whatever you want to do R is for the respect That we have for her E is for the energy she gave
0: V is for Oh no, no I'm not falling for that one A is for (laughs) <laughs> and China's <stuff>. tough <laughs> That's all I got, Reva, sorry One day, uh, though
3: I've been trying to tell Reva to leave y'all for a year or two I think She's not leave leaving it. You know what I mean, though <laughs> Like, to not leaving, right. but like Hey, uh, that sounds bad the way I said that You know I remember talking to her maybe Probably on the Ad Cities Burn tour Where everything was kind of falling apart with Joey and stuff
2: yeah, Andy I and, was on tour with you guys when I got that call Yeah, and was like, uh, okay. Right.
3: But I remember talking okay. to her and being like, this I mean, you know that, that you got all this like experience now that you could go get a job, maybe move to L.A. and work for all things comedy, like work for Burt Kreischer or something as a <laughs> uh, right. as an engineer or, a, you know, something in you have entertainment industry. It's very interesting. She's had
1: more than one opportunity to go work at ESPN too. Oh, really? You know, Is that like, true? It, it, it,
3: and well, I don't know about like offers yeah, or anything, yeah. but you
1: know, there's there's people at ESPN that have asked her to apply for jobs. Yeah.
3: So yeah. I I never so. really understood why she didn't do that, but.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the time, it didn't make sense, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying it's kind of foggy, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. Yeah.
2: I'm excited about like now you know like I said over the past couple of years and especially the last, you know, 6 months has really sped it up like getting separation and I really appreciate Matt like what you guys have done to allow me to have that space right now to figure stuff out of it and it's really exciting to think about like there's just like endless possibilities and I've been very, very stoked about some things on like the business end and business structure and that kind of stuff. And also, mm-hmm. um, in, I'm in Clubhouse now, which is very exciting because I get in these rooms where there's all these creators talking about the problems they're having. And I'm like, oh, well, let's just solve those problems.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's, right. That's, That's really right. cool. Yeah, so Reva, as soon as I, you know, had the idea that, oh, I'm not supposed to keep her just for us. As soon as I thought that way, I just immediately hit up a couple people and said, hey, you know, Reva actually could help you. I know you would have always wanted that or asked, but, you know, she's available to, you know, and to restructure how we do things in a deep, deep way. I just had to unhook everything to try to get it. And that allowed that to happen yeah. so immediately you know people i have we have client you know she has clients immediately um already and and has been doing some great work so she's forming a company um that i'm helping her advise and to be involved from that way but not in any way to be the lead of it or manage it or do anything day to day but for her to be able to you know i'm going to continue to help her you know, give her advice that she can branch out. She'll be doing our financials. She's doing a good, she edited the, the last three or four podcasts, which has been a huge relief now that I've gotten to rock bottom with there and add that back. Um, and she has this open plate and all of our systems and all of our learning and the way we do finances and things that have helped us survive for 20 years, you know, in the last, how many of you been here? Six?
2: Going on seven.
1: Seven actually years. Yeah, a lot.
2: seven this month.
1: Almost all of our systems and the way we do things are, are these kind of refined things now that, that that really work well that we've tuned up and they're all just complex problem solving where technology changes constantly, and that's the landscape and where everybody's kind of jammed up in their stuff. So Reva is going to be available, and I don't know if you're taking clients. It seems like you're still pretty busy, but I think you are going to be able to.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm soon.
1: Are you almost ready to scale up a little bit and start opening up?
2: I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm wanting at least. One or two more clients next month
3: That's what month. I'm looking for. So. And are you taking resumes or? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
3: what kind I mean... of work is it uh, <laughs> yes. that, that you're, yes.
1: do you ha- is there a, a way that you say exactly who you're trying to help? And I'll I tell you from my point of view, what she does for us is, uh, at the most foundational level is run our financial system. It tells us what our profit is, what it should be, what our allocations are, how much we can spend on staff, where we need to cut expenses, where we don't. And to operate from that security um, is what is needed to know how to allocate resources and stuff like that. And then on top of that, of course she can do video editing, audio editing, consulting, you know, uh, at pretty much every level. So she, so those are all her qualifications and, and, ways you can be utilized but i do recommend starting with that getting your finances dialed the stuff that make, gives you the most anxiety once that's not there you start to feel a little bit more free i find so um that's the that's the thing that i am super thankful to be able to retain you for and we'll still be you know do, do all the work together that that makes sense as independent businesses as opposed to uh completely wrapped up individuals in a codependent system of work and everything else so getting a little boundaries here has been really good but technically we're working you're a contractor for us that does a service and it feels really good to be able to say that um and and be at that place so thank you for being so flexible um through this time to, to get there it's been really hard work but worth it
2: yeah yeah i think so too
1: do you, um, but how do you, and I'm sorry to put all those <laughs> words to what your company is from my view, but to you, who is it that you're looking for as clients?
2: Well, so through, you know, being on Clubhouse has actually like clarified it a lot for me, but there's so many creators out there that have so much talent and ability and passion for what they do, but they just feel overwhelmed when it comes to like actually doing it Editing, distribution, finances, like everything besides the creation just feels overwhelming. So that's where I come in. Like I want to come in, audit what you do, audit your finances, your business structure, get that all dialed, get a plan in place for if you need help, who to, who we should hire and when, you know, just get that all dialed so that you don't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Mm hmm. And it's just to have somebody understand your business, which is what I've always needed most. We can, is you know, I've always needed somebody just to understand this particular problem. You know? And Reva is very gifted at uh, some of the abstract mental things to be able to tie together, multidisciplinary stuff from like technical to whatever, all the different realms, from financial to artistic. She can navigate all those and understand what I'm saying. When, I, when Toby can't, Devin can't, Reva can or something, it's like that's the, the piece that it really has always served me is to be able to share the problem. And then however it gets solved or reflected back or whatever um, from there, she's the person I always trust to f- make the conference happen all the way, BCCon, okay, we did it because <laughs> it's just – between us, uh, the, you know, me and Toby and Reva, <laughs> it, or whatever, it's just it's just gonna happen, and it's it's a high trust situation. So Reva, somebody could trust that, of course, can do it on on all the different levels. So I think you will, um, you know, I'm excited for you to really, you know, expand your journey and see what kind of creators you can do that. <laughs> but I, I think can exceed what we do.
2: Yeah, thank you. I'm excited about it. So if you're interested out there, you know, you got anyone. In oh, mind. here comes
3: the call to action, everybody. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> if this resonates what? with you, go ahead and shoot me an email. Reva at com. That's what I'm calling my company and whatnot. I support creatives who create media of whatever kind. Mostly podcasting is what I have the most experience in and music, but platforms change constantly. I'm just looking for talented creators who need help. They're just overwhelmed, don't know what to do next. Let me help you.
1: Yep, live events, digital experiences, e-commerce, design, financial, you know, have done all those things for us in, in every in every capacity. That's so a good
3: company name. Respect. Creative Media Support does it all right there. It is. Do okay. the point. I like it. Thanks, man. As a, as yeah. a writer, I just, you know. <laughs>
2: So you got that copywriting resume you're gonna send over?
3: Yeah, yeah. I I my rate is high, but uh, I would love to see Reva looking over your resume <laughs> <laughs> with gla- yeah, look, glasses, glasses on. and yeah. just really
0: looking. Like it. I-, I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's been good hanging out with y'all. It's getting late. Nice hang. It's been getting late, Matt. You got to move on to your l- other
1: podcast that you do. I'm doing a label podcast tonight with David from the Showdown. Y'all know the show. Really
0: nice,
3: dude. It's gonna be pretty. His pit, pit calls were the best. It. He'd kind of stumble over them and kind of stutter, like he wouldn't have it all worked out. I want to see y'all, yeah, get in there and 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 uh, and hit the floor, and then. Uh, yeah, go nuts. I think i to break
1: Yeah, he's he's amazing on the mic. Get Snake Bit
3: is the, is yeah, the big one. That was right.
0: <laughs> is
1: that the same guy that came on BC
0: and was a Christian anarchist? It- no, Toby. The Showdown. <laughs> oh, the Showdown. I'm thinking, uh, who am I thinking Show of, Brad? Uh, i about David from the showdown. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've been thinking showbread this whole time. You,
1: have some, you haven't been snake bit in a while, I don't think. It's insane. The showdown? How many showbands
0: are there? Showbread, showband, show what? <laughs> the show must go show on. Show enough.
2: Matt and
3: Toby. Ha, ha, ha.